Good evening, everybody. It is January 2nd, 2020 in the evening. And happy new year to all. Uh, I have just, I have just, just, just walked back into my apartment, put the microphone on and uh, started recording this. Uh, I came back from a long dog walk. I knew I needed to walk my dog, Thaddeus. I do a lot of uh, several short walks throughout the day, which is kind of a drag for him, I guess. But, um, you know, things have been busy, so I we haven't been able to do the long walks. But right now I did. We did a good little 30-minute walk because, because I knew that I needed it. And I had time, but I knew that I needed it. He definitely needs it. But I needed a walk. I needed to walk. I needed to just let some things play out in my head. And it's no secret, walks help that. Uh, I can't tell you how productive I was, but I want to share. I want to share um, some stuff. I, I won't call it heavy or not heavy or light or serious. I don't know what it is, but I want to share something that probably gets kept private, probably for good reason, by a lot of people, but um, of course, this is about uh, my brother uh, and how he has, not he, but how his illness, not my brother, his illness, how his illness has affected me, um, how his illness has affected my parents, how his illness has affected other people who have similar illnesses, and how his illness has affected uh the family members and the friends of other people who has that illness. Damn you. Damn you mental illness. And I think we all agree on that. Um, so um, these are pr- pretty private, private personal things. And I'm, as I'm recording this right now, I'm just, I have the, the I, I definitely want to record this. I definitely want to remember this thought, which is why I do this. I'm not 100% sure that I will publish this. I'm pretty sure I will, though. But just in case, I might decide against it after I record this. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I want to record this. And all these podcasts kind of exist for me to have a journal. uh, So that I can just kind of look back on what I I thought and think. And, of course, it's public. But I don't mind that so much. Um, My really private stuff I kind of write down and keep to myself or... Uh, I just put on a notepad on my iPad, but this kind of stuff, I I think I'll make it public because I'll tell you what, um, you know, I've been, uh, when you, when you have a a loved one or a friend that suffers from mental illness, there's, there's, there's something, there's something that's with you every day. You don't forget about it. You don't, it, it doesn't alleviate dealing with this struggle. Whether you're the one who affected or you are affected peripherally, uh, there's there's no going away. It's, it always just follows you everywhere you go. And uh, yesterday, I just you know, like I do randomly throughout my life, uh, I was just I was just kind of browsing through some articles, uh, just doing some light internet research about schizophrenia, which was what, what my brother uh, suffers from, and. Um, I read a, an article posted by someone. It was called, I think something, okay. I don't know the exact, I don't know the exact title, but it was called something like, um, you know, a a caregiver's perspective from a young caregiver, as opposed to like, you know, somebody who's old looking after someone young. It's, it's, it's a perspective of a, of a lady who was the caregiver for her mother who suffered from some unnamed mental illness, but 
it you know whenever people write about these things it's it's incredibly empowering empowering and it's just it's such a it is such a profound emotional breath you take to to know that someone else shares with you this <laughs> unbearable pain um and you know it's not just mental illness some people have unbearable pain when they're dealing with grief in their life or anything you know anything just to share a common uh bond just to know somebody else felt that at least for me it just uh it just it doesn't alleviate anything but it just makes me feel less alone and the conclusion of this article there's many beautiful things said about it but in the conclusion this lady was like she listed a few things that some advice she can give to other other caregivers of loved ones uh, and she listed a few things. And the last thing she listed was, it's very important that we share our experiences to, to take it out of the private. Um, I wouldn't say, I would say the, take it out of the unnecessarily private uh, blankets. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't want to air everything out if we don't want to, but basically she was encouraging more dialogue, more sharing, more, Stuff like that because her article definitely affected me. Maybe, maybe uh, me sharing this can affect other people. I know my other uh, nuggets uh, that I shared about my brother. Uh, it 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 just you know people had given me comments about it, not necessarily you know thanking me, but more so just kind of I guess showing appreciation for sharing. And again, maybe they were affected the way this lady affected me with her article. So this is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm doing this for now. It's 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 personal stuff. It's it's very emotional stuff. It's very, uh, you know, a lot of people don't want to put this stuff out on social media or out public consumption. And I understand that, but I I think I might take a risk here again because I don't I don't see the harm in sharing this. Um, I won't give any too many too many details, but you know, the past couple of days has just been another another page in the saga that is, um. Being a brother to someone who has deals with this kind of mental illness, and uh, again, I know there's many of you out there who have the same situation, and I know I know that you know how I feel. Um, and it just it, whenever these things come up, things get really heavy. It's always it's always it always feels like this this weight that latches onto your foot and just pulls you down. Um, you know, it's like you, you gain momentum and you feel like things are being secure and it's like, yeah, all right. So, you know, here we are, we're just kind of climbing this progress ladder and then boom, life just happens. And we all know how that feels, right? And for me, it's, it's, it's dealing with my family. And, um, so we're in the middle of another situation with my brother and it's not life threatening. So that's a huge relief and it's not... <laughs> He's not homeless, so that's a huge relief. So that's it. You know, some basic things are very important for me to note here, and uh, I just I'm, I'm confronting a lot of again this recurring. I'm confronting a lot of recurring anxieties about my place in life, my parents' place in life, my brother's place in life, how all of our lives have come about in the past years you know my parents have had a journey of their own my brother has had a journey of his own i've had a journey of my own it's just things get very bleak and dark for me in these times and uh, 
so I've been, I've been a lot, you know, my, my mind just goes a million directions and, you know, I, there's so many things to think about. There's so many, a lot of guilt settles in during this time. Like, you know, if anything bad happens to my brother, I really feel like I'm responsible for it, which, you know, I, I can't say that I'm not right. Um, and I've had to kind of come to grips on how to deal with this. You know, I'm, I'm getting older. I'm 35 and I'm no longer, I'm no longer the kid who's taking care of his big brother, right? I, 35 is a very, it's the meat of one's life, isn't it? It's a, it's such a crucial part. And in, in full disclosure, you know, I often think about, hey man, am I, am I missing out on things in life because of this, this unfortunate situation? Uh, of course, not just me, my parents, my brother. <laughs> what is my brother missing out on? You know, it's <laughs> it's basic things like when I might have anxieties about a car payment coming up or maybe one month in the past, I, I was dumb about my money and I couldn't afford to pay rent. And I learned from that experience, right? And I go forward and my mind is like, oh, that's 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 a very important experience. Did my bro- was my brother able to learn that? And that that situation gives me a lot of guilt. Like I feel guilty for living life. I feel guilty for becoming a better person because I I feel guilty. I feel guilty for uh, living and learning and becoming better at times because someone I love. That got robbed from him, it seems like. Now, I'm not saying I'm completely rational in thinking this, but I'm just sharing the thoughts that cross my mind. This is the kind of jail that you can be in. Um, and uh, Ian, so it, it's like a cycle. Something happens with my brother. I've got to deal with it. And then I just go into this emotional gutter. Where I'm, I'm dealing with problems in my own mind. So yeah, long story short, I just go take a long walk with my dad, my dog, and I'm confronting things. I'm confronting things. I'm wondering about how I'm going to deal with my brother in the future, of course. And I keep on going back to this uh, very short conversation I had with a lady that I, that I've known for many years. She works at the desk of a place that I frequent quite a bit. So over the years, I've had many short conversations, but. It's so many short conversations over a long time that uh, I guess we we have a, we have a good understanding of each other, and she's always so happy, and she's always so positive, and she's always just happy and positive. And I've had to honestly sometimes give her my baggage in a very <laughs> quick way, but she's always been quick to say that she's going to pray for me, and she she always offers a lot of emotional support. And just very recently, I learned. Uh, she shared with me that her, she has a family member that might not have dealt with men, severe mental illness, but definitely dealt with severe drug addiction, debilitating, debilitating, debilitating drug addiction, and that's that's a hard situation as well. And that you know she's have she's been having to deal with throughout her adult life, uh, you know this hardship, and it's such a surprise because I I always. Sourash is this unending source of happiness and positivity, which she is. And I know she's had to go through hell to deal with this. I know it. I, I can't be wrong about that. She probably still goes through hell. And it's just like, 
wow, she still lives her life. She still, she still has a family. She's got grandchildren. She's, she's, she's got a smile all the time. And, and, uh, and one day, you know, I kind of spilled some uh, beans about my brother too, because as, as I do at times, and she kind of just looked at me and was like, and, and I was telling her about how the guilt I feel or how I wish I could have done better for my brother. And she looked at me and she just, just said, there's only so much you can do. And the thing is, it, it struck me coming from her because I know, I know the pain she's been through. Having a loved one be incapacitated by something, either by mental illness or drug addiction. But I know, I know she must have been under pain. She must have, you know, her situation, she probably has gone through twice the pain that I have, to be honest with you. Um... And if anybody else would have said it, I would have been like, all right, you don't understand because, you know, you know, because people in the past have told me that it's not my responsibility to deal with my brother. It's not my responsibility to feel the burden to my family. And I always say to them, it's not about responsibility. It's not about fairness. It's about whatever my circumstance is. It's about me making a decision to help my loved ones or not. But I've chosen to help them as much as I can or at least feel the burden of it. And she said, "There's only so much you can do," and I, I, I walked away, and it just, it just rang in my head for several weeks. And there really is only so much I can do. I feel a lot of guilt because I, I know the history of my family. I know the joys of my family. I know the sadness of my family. I know the sorrows of my family. I know the other hardships my family has gone through. I haven't shared this before, but before I was born. Uh, my brother had an older sister that passed away. So my parents had a child die in her in her youth. And I'm I'm the lucky one in this family. I was born here. I didn't go through these immigration issues. I didn't go through a lot of what my family went through. I'm I'm very lucky. Um but it's not it's not easy and it's not it's not easy to kind of just take it and run with it because I look at my brother and my mom, my dad, and I, 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 I want to absorb their pain because I know they've been through it. I know they've been through the pain, and I, somehow I, I want them to know that I feel it, and I, I want to hold on to it, and uh, that's why I want to help my brother so much because I, I am the lucky one. He's not, and. Um, it's hard to just say there's only so much I can do because it's real. It's a reality. There's only so much that I can do, but it, it's hard to just let accept that. And so as I'm walking with my dog and I just said it a few times, you know, I, I kind of repeated in my head that moment when she said, there's only so much you can do. And I was like, yeah, I have to let go of the pain and the struggle, I have to let go of the the incredible debilitating sympathy I have for my family. Not not as in forget about it or become you know you know not sympathize at all, but as in like all I can do all I can do now is help my brother when he needs it. That's all I can really do is help. All I can do is help my brother when he needs it. That's what I was thinking when I was taking my walk in it. I felt a little bit of weight come off my shoulders temporarily, right? 
because I I, I, I kind of have this OCD feeling about helping my brother because I, I, I feel very responsible. I just want to help him. I want him to feel the joys that I feel in life. I want my parents to see him happy. I want my parents to see me happy. My parents will know that I'm happy when my brother's happy. And um, so I thought, I, I, you know, I can't. I gotta let go of these things that to, that debilitate me, that slow me down, that cause me to to lay in bed and cry. I've got to let go of these things if I really want to help my brother. So the thought was, you know what? I just need to, I can't, I got to let go of the drama. I got to let go of the expectations. I got to let go of the uh, the pain. I just have to be there to help, be ready to help my brother when he needs it. And that's all it can be. Because it's I can, I can only do so much. And I have to live my life the best I can, but also be a help to my brother when he needs me. And I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking, and you know the air starts to feel a little more brisk. My breath becomes more less burdened. I have some temporary relief, at least in my mind. And I shit you not, right before I return on this walk home, uh, a couple houses over, no, a couple streets over, there's a black and white sign in their front yard, and it just says, "It's it's it's a white sign with these black words printed on it: Don't give up." I shit you not. I still remember the house. The house is black and white. Uh, it's a really nice house, but it's just black and white. And in the front yard, there's a fucking sign. It's like a, it's like one of those signs that they put out when, they, when the, vote, the voting season comes around. But this one is just black and white. A white sign in black letters that says, don't give up. And right there, I was like, man, <laughs> I knew I needed to take a walk. <laughs> It's corny as fuck, but it's like I wouldn't have seen this sign if I didn't take a walk, right? Something wanted me to take a walk. I'll just go with it. I just go with it. I'll me- I was meant to take that motherfucking walk. And then I had some emotional feelings, some goosebumps arose on my skin, and I thought, wait a minute. Don't give up on what exactly? Don't give up on what? And don't give up on feeling responsibility for my brother. Uh, don't give up on uh, trying to trying to help my brother right now. You know, you know, un, uh, you know, unwaveringly. Don't give up on being guilty. Don't give up on the anxiety that you have because you must always be helping your brother. <coughs> Is that what that means? That sign means to me, or does it mean? Don't give up on being optimistic. Doesn't mean don't give up on hoping that the future is bright. Don't give up on hoping that life can be, still be this beautiful thing that where there's a black dot that doesn't just follow you around. <clears throat> what exactly did this sign mean? Don't give up. Was there a sign in somebody's yard completely refuting the the idea that there's only so much I can do. Is that what the sign was meant to say? <coughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'll never fucking know why that sign was there. But 
I'll tell you what, just like in training for the discus, there's really no way in knowing what is right and wrong until you have trial and error. And sometimes when you're training, when things are going badly, you kind of have to just prolong it just to see how it plays out so that in the end, at that point, after maybe a few weeks or maybe even a month, you know that didn't work for you. So I'm giving myself a little bit of a, a trial <laughs> going forward. And we'll see we'll see what yields from this idea that I shouldn't give up on being optimistic. I shouldn't give up on trusting those that are looking after my brother currently, uh, which he's in a group home now. I shouldn't give up on being optimistic or um, I shouldn't give up on hoping that Life can be better for my brother. I shouldn't give up on the idea that life can be beautiful for my parents going forward. Life can be awesome for me going forward. I shouldn't give up on the idea that life can be awesome for you if you're dealing with mental illness or you're dealing your family members are. I shouldn't give up on the idea that you may still be genuinely happy because if you are dealing with mental illness or your family member is or your loved one, I am you. You are me. There's no doubt. We share that. You and I have this pain in our hearts that not everybody can understand. And maybe that sign is telling me not to give up on the idea that I won't always have this weight that I'm fighting, 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 fighting. Who knows what that sign meant, but I'm going to see if the sign meant that. Because just before I saw that sign, I, I thought there's only so much I can do. I'm going to help my brother when he needs it, but I can't be perfect for him. So many things I've neglected in my life. I mean, Again, not just me, maybe you too, if you're listening to this. Because of the burden I feel. Not to my brother, but to my brother's condition. The burden I feel related with my brother is my love for him. My dying need to pay him back for loving me when I was so young. My parents had to work all day when I was a kid. They had to. That's. It wasn't them being bad parents. They just literally had to do that to survive. <laughs> That was great parenting on their part, but they weren't there for my brother and I. They couldn't be. They were working literally all day. I would come home in the second grade. Nobody would be home. And I'm like, what the hell? What in the actual hell? And all my other friends whose parents are home and making them snacks and shit. And I'm just like, what the hell? Where are my parents? Oh, now it's night. Where the hell are my parents? Oh, they're working. I don't blame them. It's just what it is. That was circumstance. And then my brother will come home from school or something like that or from tennis practice. And the, the fear, the, the relief I would feel when he walked home and he'd say, what's up? And I would just see him in the house and there he is. That's my brother, my hero. And he loved me all he could. He took me everywhere with him. It's the undying need to pay him back for that. And the undying guilt that I feel for every moment in my life that I've been bad to him. 
that's something that's going to be hard to shed. But I think I'll have to. Because that kind of stuff slows down my ability to help him. (laughs) Yeah, so... That is me sharing some more thoughts about my brother. Folks, thanks for checking this out. I don't know if I'll publish this, but I probably will. (laughs) If I did, thanks again. Happy New Year to you all. Take it easy. I'll talk to you again some other time.